Section two of the major symptoms of hysteria. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please contact LibriVox.org. The major symptoms of hysteria by Pierre Janet. Lecture two, monoideic somnambulisms. Somnambulism as the typical form of hysterical accidents. Description of some cases of monoideic somnambulisms. Their essential psychological characters the emancipation the dissociation of an idea of a partial system of thoughts in somnambulism the several conceptions of an illness are characterized by the choice of the symptoms described first and considered as the most important ones during a long time hysteria was considered as a chiefly physical disease and consequently convulsions in all appearance deprived of intelligence were put on the first line hysteria was above all a convulsive illness whose most important symptom was the fit charcot has still continued that tradition and you know the pains he took to explain all that illness in taking as a starting point the convulsive attack his theory is nowadays considered very artificial and his schematic conception of the attacks tends to fall into oblivion that lack of success i easily explain through his error of the starting point the hysterical fit of convulsions far from being a simple phenomenon is on the contrary a very variable and complex symptom the convulsions have all sorts of meaning sometimes they are in connection with sensations or ideas and very complicated states of consciousness sometimes they are nearly deprived of consciousness in certain cases they are linked to habits and grimaces or depend upon moving agitation in connection with certain voluntary paralyses it may be said that for some rather aged patients whose illness has lasted a long time the convulsive attack sums up all the hysterical accidents they have had since the beginning of the disease the attack i consider as a complex phenomenon that ought to be studied rather at the end of a course of lectures than at the beginning to characterize at once the spirit of my teaching and to make you understand how to construe that nervous affection from the moral point of view i ask you to put in the first line as the most typical the most characteristic symptom of hysteria a moral symptom that is somnambulism the fit of somnambulism which appears spontaneously in hystericals this is a new medical conception which i consider an important one somnambulism has been too long considered as a rare phenomenon impossible to explain that adds itself to the habitual troubles of neuropaths to me somnambulism is on the contrary extremely frequent under various forms that may more or less conceal it somnambulism does not add itself to all sorts of neuropathic troubles it constitutes the material point of a peculiar neurosis hysteria if one understands somnambulism well one is i believe capable of understanding all hysterical phases that are more or less constructed on the same model but among the various somnambulisms a type must be chosen to be first studied here we will not choose the form that occurs most frequently but the necessity of teaching will induce us to choose the simplest form and the easiest to understand this simple form of somnambulism deserves to be called monoideic and that name will i hope be justified by this lecture thus we have to examine together the typical forms of monoideic somnambulism we shall then expose its essentially psychological character and we shall end by trying to sum up in a simple and general conception the character of these somnambulisms in order to compare gradually that first conception with those we shall draw from the study of other hysterical phenomena one what then exactly is a somnambulist popular observation has answered long ago it is an individual who thinks and acts while he is asleep without a doubt that answer is not very clear for we don't know very well what sleep is 
that answer means only that the person spoken of thinks and acts in an odd way different from that of other people and that at the same time that person is in some way like a person asleep you will find nowhere a more beautiful description of this popular conception of somnambulism than in shakespeare's tragedy macbeth doctor i have two nights watched with you but can perceive no truth in your report when was it she last walked gentlewoman since his majesty went into the field i have seen her rise from her bed throw her nightgown upon her unlock her closet take forth paper fold it write upon it read it afterwards seal it and again return to bed yet all this while in a most fast sleep doctor a great perturbation in nature to receive at once the benefit of sleep and do the effects of watching in this slumbery agitation besides her walking and other actual performances what at any time have you heard her say gentlewoman that sir which i will not report after her doctor you may to me and tis most meet you should gentlewoman neither to you nor any one having no witness to confirm my speech enter lady macbeth with a taper lo you here she comes this is her very guise and upon my life fast asleep observe her stand close doctor how came she by that light gentlewoman why it stood by her she has light by her continually tis her command doctor you see her eyes are open gentlewoman ay but their sense is shut doctor what is it she does now look how she rubs her hands gentlewoman it is an accustomed action with her to seem thus washing her hands i have known her continue in this a quarter of an hour lady macbeth yet here's a spot doctor hark she speaks i will set down what comes from her to satisfy my remembrance the more strongly lady macbeth out damned spot out i say one two why then tis time to do't hell is murky fie my lord fie a soldier and a feared what need we fear who knows it when none can call our power to account yet who would have thought the old man to have had so much blood in him doctor do you mark that lady macbeth the thane of fife had a wife where is she now what will these hands ne'er be clean no more of that my lord no more of that you mar all with this starting doctor go to go to you have known what you should not gentlewoman she has spoke what she should not i am sure of that heaven knows what she has known lady macbeth here's the smell of the blood still all the perfumes of arabia will not sweeten this little hand oh 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 doctor what a sigh is there the heart is sorely charged gentlewoman i would not have such a heart in my bosom for the dignity of the whole body doctor well 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 gentlewoman pray god it be sir doctor this disease is beyond my practice yet i have known those which have walked in their sleep who have died holily in their beds lady macbeth wash your hands put on your nightgown look not so pale i tell you yet again banquo's buried he cannot come out on scrave doctor even so lady macbeth to bed to bed there's knocking at the gate come 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 give me your hand what's done cannot be undone to bed to bed to bed exit doctor will she go now to bed gentlewoman directly doctor 
foul whisperings are abroad unnatural deeds do breed unnatural troubles infected minds to their deaf pillows will discharge their secrets more needs she the divine than the physician god god forgive us all look after her remove from her the means of all annoyance and still keep eyes upon her so good night my mind she has mated and amazed my sight i think but dare not speak gentlewoman good night good doctor exeunt our modern examples are much less dramatic but they may be compared as to their most striking features let me cite a certain number of cases to impress upon your mind the idea of this phenomenon which to me is a very important one here is a first instance a young woman twenty-nine years old called gib intelligent sensitive hears one day abruptly some disastrous news her niece who lives next door has just died in dreadful circumstances she rushes out and comes unhappily in time to see the body of the young girl lying in the street she had thrown herself out of the window in a fit of delirium gib although very much moved remains to all appearance calm helping to make everything ready for the funeral she goes to the funeral in a very natural way but from that time she grows more and more gloomy her health fails and we may notice the beginning of the singular symptoms we are going to speak of nearly every day at night and during the day she enters into a strange state she looks as if she were in a dream she speaks softly with an absent person she calls pauline the name of her lately deceased niece and tells her that she admires her fate her courage that her death has been a beautiful one she rises goes to the windows and opens them then shuts them again tries them one after another climbs on the window and if her friends did not stop her she would without any doubt throw herself out of the window she must be stopped looked after incessantly till she shakes herself rubs her eyes and resumes her ordinary business as if nothing had happened a curious case i have lately observed is that of a which i have related with more particulars in another of my works that woman a hysterical thirty-five years old was taking a walk in the zoological garden during her menstrual period when she was frightened by a lioness that as it was reported seemed ready to rush upon her when she came back to the hospital she had a fit of delirium that lasted for eight days after some interruption she again had fits of the same odd delirium in these crises she runs on all fours roars rushes on people trying to bite them and although she was anorexic before her attack and could eat very little now she pounces on all sorts of food picks it up with her teeth and devours bits of paper and small objects she finds on the floor in a word she acts a comedy wherein she believes herself to be a lioness i say that she acts a comedy for it becomes certain that she studies her part and that she often replaces real actors by metaphors for instance she looks in a drawer for photographs generally children's portraits and tries to eat them up without any doubt as she is unable to devour real persons she devours them in effigy i won't insist on the form here borrowed by the idea rooted in her mind it is one of those changes in personality brought about by a suggestion or an invading idea which are already well known at the same time we may observe in here when she is awake a very complete amnesia that spreads not only upon the delirium but also upon the walk at the zoological garden third observation a man of thirty-two some presents a still more singular case he usually remains in bed for both his legs are paralyzed we won't occupy ourselves with that paralysis today although it is a very odd one in the middle of the night he rises slowly jumps lightly out of bed for the paralysis we have just spoken of has quite vanished takes his pillow and hugs it 
we know by his countenance and by his words that he mistakes this pillow for his child and that he believes he is saving his child from the hands of his mother-in-law then bearing that weight he tries to slip out of the room opens the door and runs out through the courtyard climbing along the gutter he gets to the housetop carrying his pillow and running all about the buildings of the hospital with marvellous agility one must take great care to catch him and use all sorts of cautions to get him down for he wakes with a stupefied air and as soon as he is awake both his legs are paralyzed again and he must be carried to his bed he does not understand what you are speaking about and cannot comprehend how it happens that people were obliged to go to the top of the house in order to look for a poor man who has been paralyzed in his bed for months a fourth and last observation for i insist upon relating to you a great number of instructive examples we come back to the common story of a young girl twenty years old called irene whom despair caused by her mother's death has made ill we must remember that this woman's death has been very moving and dramatic the poor woman who had reached the last stage of consumption lived alone with her daughter in a poor garret death came slowly with suffocation blood vomiting and all its frightful procession of symptoms the girl struggled hopelessly against the impossible she watched her mother during sixty nights working at her sewing machine to earn a few pennies necessary to sustain their lives after the mother's death she tried to revive the corpse to call the breath back again then as she put the limbs upright the body fell to the floor and it took infinite exertion to lift it again into the bed you may picture to yourself all that frightful scene some time after the funeral curious and impressive symptoms began it was one of the most splendid cases of somnambulism i ever saw the crises last for hours and they show a splendid dramatic performance for no actress could rehearse those lugubrious scenes with such perfection the young girl has the singular habit of acting again all the events that took place at her mother's death without forgetting the least detail sometimes she only speaks relating all that happened with great volubility putting questions and answers in turn or asking questions only and seeming to listen for the answer sometimes she only sees the sight looking with frightened face and staring on the various scenes and acting according to what she sees at other times she combines all hallucinations words and acts and seems to play a very singular drama when in her drama death has taken place she carries on the same idea and makes everything ready for her own suicide she discusses it aloud seems to speak with her mother to receive advice from her she fancies she will try to be run over by a locomotive that detail is also a recollection of a real event of her life she fancies she is on the way and stretches herself out on the floor of the room waiting for death with mingled dread and impatience she poses and wears on her face expressions really worthy of admiration which remain fixed during several minutes the train arrives before her staring eyes she utters a terrible shriek and falls back motionless as if she were dead she soon gets up and begins acting over again one of the preceding scenes in fact one of the characteristics of these somnambulisms is that they repeat themselves indefinitely not only the different attacks are always exactly alike repeating the same movements expressions and words but in the course of the same attack when it has lasted a certain time the same scene may be repeated again exactly in the same way five or ten times at last the agitation seems to wear out the dream grows less clear and gradually or suddenly according to the cases the patient comes back to her normal consciousness takes up her ordinary business quite undisturbed by what has happened i could tell you many more of these examples for all the events of life may be reflected in one of these scenes this patient acts over again a scene wherein he has been bitten by a dog 
that one reproduces in his dream the emotion he had when he was wounded by the falling of the lift this little girl fancies a scene of her school life in which she was severely punished that young girl reflects a scene of ravishment a young boy repeats a quarrel in the street another man lives through a chapter he has read in a novel where thieves get through a latticed window and bind him tightly to his bed this kind of delirium may vary over and over again in a thousand different ways it is however very characteristic and in all mental pathology you will not find another delirium that may be compared with it it is then necessary to study carefully the psychological character of which it is made up for the precise analysis of this simple delirium will perhaps be the starting point whence we shall proceed to explain the other more complicated states two innumerable studies have been written to analyze the preceding state in every particular i shall only sum up the very clear result of those studies and i shall do it by following that state from its starting point to the return of normal life there is a first very important period but on it we cannot yet dwell it is the moment when somnambulism begins the change from the normal to the second state when the change is sudden there is as it seems a loss of consciousness a half faint when the change is slow one may easily observe the abasement of mental activity the patient pays no more attention to exterior events he understands less and less what you tell him and he answers with difficulty is absent-minded works more slowly or interrupts his work in short voluntary activity and close application seem to disappear to give place to the expansion of the dream when the dream begins you may note a very striking and important characteristic namely the perfection and the intensity of its development all the phenomena in connection with the dream seem enormously increased undoubtedly we all take expressions and attitudes in connection with our thought but our expressions look shabby and incomplete in comparison with the marvels of plasticity we may sometimes observe in somnambulism some of the patients as we have already remarked neither speak nor move but remain fixed in an expressive attitude that form of monoideic somnambulism is called catalepsy we have no time to dwell on all its various forms we will only point out the perfect expression of those living statues that have often inspired superstitious wonder we may learn by different means what images fill his consciousness and we may see that he has not our dull memory of things but that he sees the object he speaks of and really hears feels touches them exactly as if they were real the unfolding of hallucinations is incomparable and except in some crises of alcoholic delirium that are a little like hysteria we shall never find in lunacy such abundance and such copiousness in the hallucinations of all senses when the patient speaks he has a fluency of elocution and even an eloquence that seems superior to his normal powers because he gives himself entirely up to the idea he means to express when he acts he has a precision and quickness in his movements that makes a wonderful actor of him and here again he surpasses his usual powers the patient we just spoke of the one who believed he was rescuing his child by carrying his pillow ran on the housetop with more agility than he would have shown in his normal state even if he had not been palsy-stricken one of my patients who does not know how to write writes during her somnambulism it is no wonder and there is no mystery about the case in the somnambulic state that woman remembered the writing she had learnt at school as a child and had to all appearance forgotten thirty years ago the development of the somnambulic delirium is not only intense it is also perfectly regular the patient repeats the same words at the same moments makes the same gestures at the same place every time he begins his performance over again 
he seems to have on that point a marvellous memory when he has appropriated his somnambulism to a given room he remembers all that he did at each different spot he knows from what drawer he took the photos he pretends to eat up in what table he found a bit of wood that he used as a pistol he goes directly to that spot unhesitating knowing exactly what he expects to find there sometimes in the course of various somnambulisms the patient instead of beginning his history over again takes up his delirium at the exact point where he last stopped and seems to remember perfectly at what point he broke off in his last delirium you recollect one of charcot's somnambulists who believed himself a journalist and who wrote a novel he waked after writing two or three pages which were taken away from him in the next crisis he began his novel exactly at the point where he had broken off you see what an important part regularity and memory play in these scenes inversely the patient's liberty or power of will seem to have no share in these crises for the scene is never altered in the way the patient could wish this negative character will become even more striking if we study somnambulism from another point of view in contrast with the brilliant unfolding of some phenomena we discover with amazement strange mental blanks the same patient who looks as if he had very precise sensations since he can walk on the house's top look for objects in a drawer and see very clearly the bed where in his fancy his mother lies dying this same patient seems unable to grasp anything else this is what first struck popular observation speak to them and they do not answer try by all sorts of means to make your presence felt they do not seem to feel it the objects you thrust before their eyes do not in the least alter their dream and do not in the least stop it as the doctor remarks in the case of lady macbeth their eyes seem open but they are shut to all impressions that are not connected with their dream to make yourself heard you must dream with the patient and speak to him only words in accordance with his delirium as the patient perceives nothing except the idea he is possessed of he remembers nothing except that one idea he knows not where he is he has quite forgotten the changes that have taken place since the time he speaks of he often does not even know his name his memory as well as his sensations is shut up in a narrow circle the somnambulism is ended the patient comes back to consciousness we may then notice new characteristics and see how they add themselves to the preceding ones the patient resumes his former sensations the memory he has lost comes back he knows his name knows also where he is and remembers all the events of his life he has to all appearance his former character and personality but the wonderful thing is that in this new personality somnambulism has left a gap he appears to have forgotten all that preceding period that amazed us to such a point by its dramatic character he is not disturbed by it he does not endeavor to apologize for the ridiculous acts he has just accomplished he wonders sometimes at the untidiness of the room of which he is himself the cause and cannot understand how it came about if you question him try to awaken his memory by direct questions either of two things may happen in describing with too much accuracy what the patient has just done in his delirium you will either revive his memory so vividly that he will fall back again into the preceding state be wholly taken up by that recollection forget that you are there and act the whole scene over again or as more frequently happens you will be unable to recall to his mind the lost memory he does not understand what you mean all the preceding scene which in reality is so lively and persistent in his memory since it will begin over again or will enter in the next crisis seems at that moment quite out of his consciousness these are the chief psychological characteristics that come out in somnambulism during the crisis itself two opposite characteristics manifest themselves first a huge unfolding of all the phenomena connected with a certain delirium 
second an absence of every sensation and every memory that is not connected with that delirium after the crisis during the state that appears as normal two other characteristics appear opposite to all appearance the return of consciousness of sensations and normal memory and the entire forgetfulness of all that is connected with the somnambulism let us remember all these notions that here seem very simple and we shall afterwards see them unfolded in every hysterical phenomenon three the facts and the laws of somnambulism we have just described have been well known for a long time and usually they made up all that was studied about this curious state but i believe we must notice another interesting fact in order to understand better the whole of the monoideic somnambulism this fact is usually more or less concealed but it becomes very apparent and conspicuous in certain cases let us take up the case of that young girl irene who acts during her somnambulism the scene of her mother's death with such apparent precision let us watch her during the intervals of her fits during the period in which she seems to be normal we shall soon notice that even at that time she is different from what she was before her relatives when she was conveyed to the hospital said to us she has grown callous and insensible she has soon forgotten her mother's death and does not seem to remember her illness that remark seems amazing it is however true that this young girl is unable to tell us what brought about her illness for the good reason that she has quite forgotten the dramatic event that happened three months ago i know very well my mother must be dead she says since i have been told so several times since i see her no more and since i am in mourning but i really feel astonished at it when did she die what did she die from was i not by her to take care of her there is something i do not understand why loving her as i did do i not feel more sorrow for her death i can't grieve i feel as if her absence was nothing to me as if she were travelling and would soon come back the same thing happens if you put to her questions about any of the events that happened during those three months before her mother's death if you ask her about the illness the mishaps the nightly staying up anxieties about money the quarrels with her drunken father all these things have quite vanished from her mind if we had had time to dwell upon that case we should have seen these many curious instances the filial love the feeling of affection she had felt for her mother have quite vanished it looks as if there was a gap as well in the feelings as in the memory but i shall insist only on one point the loss of memory bears not only as is generally believed on the period of somnambulism on the scene of delirium the loss of memory bears also on the event that has given birth to that delirium on all the facts that are connected with it on the feelings that are related to it this very important remark may be extended to all the other cases i have related he who has the delirium in which she fancies herself a lioness has not only forgotten this period of somnambulism but also the walk in the zoological garden that first cause of her delirium some who carries his pillow on the housetop believing that he is rescuing his child from the clutches of his mother-in-law does not remember his quarrels with that woman although those quarrels were the starting point of the actual disease i have noted down in this connection a very singular observation in which this retrograde amnesia accompanying somnambulism is well brought into evidence a young girl nineteen years old lee has fits of somnambulism in which she speaks about thieves about a fire and calls to her help a certain lucien when awakened she knows nothing about all this and when you speak to her of what she said she pretends that in her life there is no event in which any part was played by thieves by a fire or by lucien 
as she had come alone to the hospital we had no other information and were compelled to believe that she had an imaginary delirium six months afterwards only some relatives of hers who had come from the country to see her told us of an event that happened three years before and was the starting point of her nervous crises she was a servant in a country seat which one night was robbed and set on fire by thieves and she was rescued by a gardener called lucien it is astonishing that this young girl could have utterly forgotten such an important event and that she was never able to speak about it when she related to the physician the story of her life and the beginning of the disease it is worthy of note that the forgetfulness of this fact coincides with the development of that extraordinary memory on the same subject that filled her somnambulism without any doubt the forgetfulness of the idea which plays the greatest part in the monoideic somnambulism is not always so clear so perfect but i believe this forgetfulness always exists more or less concealed and the profundity of the forgetfulness is in proportion to the depth the serious nature of the somnambulism itself according to my belief the somnambulism is followed by an amnesia which is retrograde and which bears not only on the somnambulism itself but also on all the facts the memories related to it i beg the observers who can study such cases of somnambulism to notice with great care these troubles of memory added to the disease how can we understand how can we picture to ourselves the whole of these facts what is the essential point which can sum up the observations i propose to you the following psychological interpretation an idea the memory of an event for instance the thought of a ferocious animal the thought of a mother's death all these form groups of psychological facts closely connected with one another they are certain kinds of systems comprising all sorts of pictures and all sorts of tendencies to certain movements but with a strong unity these systems in our minds have their strength and their law of development that are peculiar to them they have also a great tendency to development when they are not kept within bounds by another power allow me to represent to you this system of psychological facts which constitutes an idea by a system of points connected together by some lines forming a sort of polygon figure one the point s represents the sight of the face of the dead mother the point v is the sound of her voice another point m is the feeling of the movements made to carry up the body and so on this polygon is like the system of thoughts which was developed in the mind and in the brain of our patient irene each point is connected with the others so one cannot excite the first without giving birth to the second and the entire system has a tendency to develop itself to the utmost but at the same time in healthy minds these systems pertaining to each idea are connected with an infinitely wider system of which they are only a part the system of our entire consciousness of our entire individuality the remembrance of the mother's death even the affection irene feels for her mother with all the memories that are connected with it forms only a part of the whole consciousness of the young girl with all its memories and other tendencies let this large circle p near the little polygon represent the whole personality of the girl the memory of all that happened in her previous life normally in good health the little system must be connected with the large one and must in great part depend on it generally the partial system remains subject to the laws of the total system it is called up only when the whole consciousness is willing and within the limits in which this consciousness allows it now to picture to ourselves what has taken place during somnambulism we may adopt a simple provisional resume things happen as if an idea a partial system of thoughts emancipated itself became independent and developed itself on its own account the result is on one hand that it develops far too much and on the other hand that consciousness appears no longer to control it 
that general remark may still seem to you very vague and very difficult to understand nevertheless i wished to point it out to you in a few words first because it emerges very clearly out of the study of the first phenomenon of hysteria secondly because it will serve us as a clue to understand a thousand other cases of the neurosis don't trouble about the obscurity of that first remark after you have repeated it exactly in the same way with regard to a thousand different phenomena it will not be long before you find yourself understanding it clearly end of section two